Welcome to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast. We are always ready, always there. This podcast series is a production of the State Public Affairs Office. Hello, I'm Tech Sergeant Charles Johnson, your host today, and I'm here today with members of the New Hampshire Army National Guard Wellness Division, Ms. Heather Taylor, the state dietitian, and Kiana Del Viscobo, our strength and conditioning coach. Uh, Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Taylor, can you tell us a little bit about the program? Um, Well, I was hired about a year ago to um, basically bring in the nutrition component to the guard and really be there as um, a resource and a support for service members. Um, We're really, the goal is to basically help people learn about nutrition, how they can use food to manage their health and well-being, as well as performance, right? So it's really part of retention. It's part of offering a you know, our health and wellness to our service members. And so we're really, the, the goal is really to make sure that people are super healthy and we want New Hampshire to be at the top in terms of their health and nutrition is part of that. So that's basically what I was hired to do is help people really learn how they can use food to perform better, stay healthy, and to also expand that to their families as well. So that's part of the, the pilot that I was hired to do. And strength and conditioning, obviously, at some point, plays a role here and you've been at it for what about five months now yes uh, I've been here for about five months now Um, I've been helping people with one-on-one custom programs to help them with their personal fitness goals as well as to help them maintain height and weight and all the requirements they need to pass ACFT and be healthy and well well well-rounded in that fitness aspect so that they can continue to perform not only for the army but also outside of it at home as well our leadership says that this program should help our soldiers best prepare for this new test, correct? Yeah, yes. absolutely. You know, we have we have soldiers that are coming from different, you know, uh, places in the in in our country that are like trying to figure out how does fitness work into my life, right? How does nutrition work into my life? And they're coming from many different areas. You know, they have, we have some people who have never picked up a weight before. We have people who just, I'm just a runner. And we're realizing that that is not complete, right? We need to make sure that they're not going to injure themselves, that they're soldier ready. They can be um, adaptable in many different areas. And the same is true for nutrition, learning about, well, we also need to make sure that you're eating in a way that isn't going to put you at risk. Um, You're eating nutritionally. Um, You're not just eating just a bunch of calories. You're making sure that you're eating in a way that's going to make you uh, a better performer and also reduce your risk for disease. We don't want to have people coming into Uh, you know, the military setting themselves up for failure in terms of, you know, um, high cholesterol, having issues digestively, um, hurting themselves because they're not eating appropriately. And we have a culture now that we're trying to change. It's not just, you know, push-ups and and sit-ups and you're good to go. We know that we have to do a lot of different things and we don't want to have injuries, right? We don't want to have pulled shoulders and ripped hamstrings. We want to make sure that you can carry loads. You want to make sure you can climb over, you know, mountains and help people, push people, do whatever you need to do. And the the, the old way that we used to do that was not um, substantial. And I think it's true with nutrition too. It's not just, hey, just have a pile of pizza and you'll be good to go. <laughs> 
So in working with soldiers one-on-one, I am able to help them put together a program that will best suit them and balance their muscles and balance their strength all over so that they can not only pass the ACFT and feel comfortable lifting those loads in the different ways, but also feel comfortable that when they are called out to duty and they are called out to do different things and they have 120 pounds on their body, that they're not feeling strained and stressed. Because the test now, obviously, it's not just a run and push-ups and sit-ups. I mean, you have to have some pretty significant functional strength in order to pass. Yes, there's a lot of functional strength and there's a lot of asking your body to do movement patterns that are similar to what they're going to be asked to do out on the field when they get called out for deployment, when they get called out for different active duty requirements. Back to the, you know, the dietitian piece, we've spoken before about your feelings about food and I think you said how you think that, that food can literally save people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've, I've been a dietitian for 22 years. And so I've seen people recover. I've seen people reverse disease. I've seen a lot of things. Inflammation goes away. Headaches go away. Cholesterol comes back to normal. Reversing type 2 diabetes, things like that. And when it comes to athletes, which is basically what we're kind of asking our soldiers to be, is like top athletes, right? We know just based on just general research that the better nutrition that you have, the better you perform, um, but also looking long-term too. So when I'm educating people and I'm coaching people through their nutrition, I'm not just talking about, hey, I want you to perform well. I want you to reduce your risk of having you know, chronic inflammation. This is something that they're going to take with them for the rest of their lives, right? I'm teaching them about how nutrition not only helps you right now in this moment, but how it's going to help you prevent disease um, and make sure that your life is enjoyable. Um, and I think that's that's the benefit of learning how nutrition heals you, right? So it's a, a much broader, bigger picture than a lot of people think about. You know, a lot of our soldiers come to me and they'll say, you know, I used to just starve myself so I can make tape, you know, and, and then they'll come back and be like, I need to do this the right way because I know this isn't permanent. And I know I don't have the skills or the education about food. Help me, teach me how I can use food in a way so that I don't have to keep doing this kind of back and forth and make tape so I can keep my job, basically, right? Speaking of making tape, you have a tool at your disposal that's pretty high tech. Yes. So we have a Fit3D, which is basically a super fancy scale (laughs) that not only weighs you, but it's going to actually give you information about your inches, your body composition. So fat versus uh, lean body mass. Um, It gives you a lot of information in terms of actually looking at even risk factors. So it'll look at your waist to hip ratio. So if a lot of people who have accumulation around the visceral visceral area um, is typically a risk factor for heart disease and inflammation. Um, So that's a great little tool, but it also looks at lean body mass and that fat mass, which is what I'm looking for. If somebody is trying to improve strength or lose weight, I want to make sure they're doing it correctly. So if someone is not doing correctly, I can see that through that machine. It'll tell me, okay, if you're not eating well, if you're starving yourself, you're going to tap into that lean body mass and I'm going to see that, right? If you're trying to put on strength and you're not eating enough, 
you won't see that lean body mass growing. So it helps me with developing food plans for people and it gauges, you know, where are you? Where's your sweet spot? Where's your little window that you need to be in? And then I can create food plans based on that. So it is more helpful. I mean, I can do estimates, but I'll have some people where I estimate, you know, of 1,700 calories a day. And then I find out that they need 2,300 calories, you know, so we have to make adjustments. And the follow-ups are really important for me because then I can catch that stuff with people, make those adjustments, make sure that they're adding more food or reducing the food if they're, if they're not in the place that, that they need to be. Some people overestimate. And so that's a really helpful tool. Yeah, and the tool helps people actually, they get a benchmark of where they're at and then they right. can track it as they make repeated visits. Yeah, it can be really encouraging too. If you're going in and say someone's, not seeing something on their scale, right? Um, but now they're seeing their lean body mass is growing. It's like, well, you're not going to notice that on your scale, right? But if you come in and you see your actual body composition changing, that's motivating for people to continue doing what they need to do for their health. There's a lot of different things people do to lose weight, to make tape, you know, and a lot of it's been around a while. You've got paleo and keto, and I've got some other things written down here. You obviously have vegetarians, and you've mentioned intermittent fasting, I think. What do you think of that? So intermittent fasting is actually a really great tool for people when they're trying to control some of their habits. Um, I call it not eating sometimes, <laughs> which a lot of people do. But there's, um, there's a lot of research around that in terms of circadian rhythm and hormone regulation. And so the way that you intermittent fast is actually really important. You don't want to just like not eat sometimes and have one meal a day. It actually has to do with how your digestive system works, um, how your hormones like spike up in the morning and kind of do this little rhythm throughout the day. And when we're matching our food intake with that, it can contribute to uh, a decrease in inflammatory markers. It can uh, contribute to decrease in visceral fat around your abdominal area. Some people don't do it correctly, right? And they just decrease calorie intake. So they might lose some lean body mass if they're doing a good weight training program that Kiana gives them. Um, that will help mitigate some of that stuff. So it's really important that they learn if they're going to do something, uh, whatever fad diet they want to do, because there's a lot of them, right? Whatever works for people works for people. But my role as a dietitian is making sure that they're getting their nutrient needs met and they're doing things nutritionally, you know? Um, so there's a lot of really good science about that, but I make sure that people aren't just like, I'm just not going to eat sometimes. I'm like, well, okay. And then go eat a bunch of French fries. That's not going to work out. <laughs> From a strength and conditioning perspective, you see people, they, they find themselves sandwiched between wanting to lose weight and pack on muscle. How do you help them bridge those, those two goals? A lot of times when people start weight training, um, going back to like the old um, APFT, when people were doing sit-ups, push-ups in the run, and now they start to weight train, they're going to almost immediately, like within a first couple of weeks, see that decrease in body fat. But at the same time, they're building that muscle, they're building that strength. As you start to work out and as you start to work out more consistently, your muscles will get stronger, they'll get more toned depending on the set and rep scheme that we use and your personal goals. And from there, we can work on losing body fat. Um, it's really difficult when you're a seasoned athlete to do both at the same time. It, it doesn't really happen. Um, but also, nutrition plays a huge role into that. 
Um, you cannot outwork a bad diet. You can't eat pizza and burgers and then expect to lose weight because you're working out six days a week. It's not how that works, um, which is why Heather Taylor and I work really closely together in making sure that when someone's coming to see me, they're also seeing her to make sure that, yes, you may be eating healthy, but are you eating enough to support your goals and to support your workouts? Are you eating enough to make sure that what you're doing in the gym is actually going to pay off and actually going to see results from that? Yeah, we talk about keto, right? One of the things I used to notice with keto is that people, the role of keto is 70% of your calories is fat, right? And so people will strive for that. It's difficult. It's a lot of cheese, <laughs> typically in bacon, right? Um, it's a lot of green vegetables and just like some protein and a whole bunch of fat. But what happens with that is your leptin hormone will decrease. Your insulin comes down. A lot of your uh, what we call appetite or feeling hungry hormones are no longer there. So people will be like, I just eat one meal a day. And I'll show them on the Fit3D that one meal a day, if it's 700 calories, you're trying to make yourself a 700-calorie person. So your body will catabolically try to shrink you. And that means it's going to start taking away from your muscle. It's going to take away from ligaments. It's going to take away from a lot of stuff that's going to make you at risk for injury. So I caution people when they're doing fad diets, it's 70% of your calorie needs. <laughs> so they need to learn what that is. If you want to do a fad diet, let's do it correctly. But I don't typically like keto for a long period of time. I think it's a great diet for people with seizures, uh, metabolic issues with, um, you know, processing glucose, uh, traumatic brain injury recovery, where the brain just cannot use glucose at a certain time because it's too inflamed. So there are places where you can use those diet. We call them therapeutic diets for a reason because they're for a specific reason. But when people are doing something like that, making sure that doing it correctly is really important. And a lot of times people will be like, all right, I'm done with that. I'd like to have a piece of fruit. That's a great thing. I love fruit too. Fruit does not make you fat. <laughs> so I encourage people to have variety because when we have more variety, we're getting more nutrition. We're getting nutrients. We're getting enzymes. We're getting things that really do support the microbiome, your immune system, all of this stuff, right? So... I know you have a couple of success stories. Can you tell us about one of them? Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have. I've had interesting um, success stories. I have some people like women in general. A lot of times, struggle with their weight, right? Because they're smaller people. They're hanging out with their husbands or spouses or whatever, and they might be eating double what they're eating. And they sometimes tend to eat similar to what other people are eating. Um, if you're a 5'2 female, I always say, well, you get to eat like a bird and you save a lot of money. And they're like, wait, what? And I, yeah, you can't eat American-sized things because we overeat in our culture, right? So they have to really learn how to manage their portions and really get to know what a portion is for them, what what matches them. So I've had a couple of really great success stories with, you know, people who've really struggled over and over again, but what helped them was the ongoing meetings that we would have, right? We would talk about what are you eating? What are your areas that you're working on? Is it because you're eating too much in the weekends? Are you having too much social time? Is it coming from liquids? Is it too many like, you know, mocha latte, whatever? Um, too many beers for guys sometimes, right? So we look at those behaviors and we tweak those and we really look at what is your your basal metabolic rate, what are you doing for your exercise? If you're not exercising, how do we get there? So I've had uh, one of the women that I work with had um, an injury. And so that's one of the issues. Like I have an injury, I can't move, I'm gaining weight because I'm just eating the same, but I'm not moving like I used to. So you have to make adjustments, right? Until they can get to a place where they can do more activity and, and move. So it's been really cool to watch people kind of like transition 
it takes time sometimes for people to kind of get into those new behaviors. It's not always automatic. Um, one of the gentlemen I was working with was uh, eating tons of candy. <laughs> so we kind of just backed off on that. Like small, tiny things make a huge difference for people, but they need to be aware of what they're doing on a regular basis. And so tracking food, uh, doing, you know, apps where they're putting things, you know, recording things. You can see what their totals are in the day. As long as they're being honest with themselves, you can start working with people and their behaviors and make tiny little changes. And then, boom, it starts working for them. And they're like, okay, I just got to get real with myself, right? So when someone comes to see me, I go through a health history of somebody. I always call myself a holistic dietitian because I'm not just like working out of a clinic or a hospital and just like, just eat these calories. <laughs> I want to know what's going on with you. I want to know what does your day look like? What does your week look like? What's your schedule like? Because a lot of people talk to me about, I need convenience. I need easy stuff. I'm on the go. I have kids. I'm all over the place, right? So that's really important for me to know about somebody. You know, some people like just take a food plan and go. And some people like, I don't know how to incorporate this into my life. I've never made a meal before. You have to meet people where they're at, right? So I go through a whole uh, health assessment. I'll talk about, you know, what's going on with your health. Is there anything else underlying issues that are happening? Um, any inflammatory things that I might pick up, like are there headaches or digestive issues, joint pain, kind of stuff like that? Because they might have a food sensitivity and they don't know it. Um, I'll go through, are you sleeping well? Because that contributes to your energy, your food choices. You know, um, what's your stress level? Are you at a 10 or are you at a 2? Because that's going to influence, you know, your choices as well. And then we get into, let's talk about your basal metabolic rate. Let's do a Fit 3D. Let's see what you're actually eating to. I need to know what you're doing. So, hey, here's a 24-hour recall. Tell me what you did yesterday. And everyone usually looks at me like, oh, no, do I have to confess my, my sins of my food right now? <laughs> but if I don't know what they're doing, I can't help them, right? So that's really important for me to get an idea of what they're doing on a fairly regular basis. And then we basically just go into a food plan. I say, this is what we should be doing. Can you incorporate this? Let's look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How do we put your meals together? What do you do? Do you skip breakfast? Are you doing lunch and dinner? Like, who are you with? Who's putting meals together? Are you on the road? Are you living out of a hotel? I, you know, this helps me organize foods for them. And then it's just a lot of brainstorming and coming up with ideas around just meal planning and, and snacks and things like that. And so it takes a lot of the anxiety and the stress around, I have no idea what I'm doing. Now they have a plan. And it's all about planning. It's all about organizing. If you don't plan, you fail to plan if you plan to fail or whatever that is, right? So it's a lot of let's get into a situation uh, where we can look at your day and just hammer it out. And a lot of people just don't do that. They don't take the time to actually look at what they're doing. They have no idea what they did yesterday. When I ask them for a 24-hour recall, I usually get like the blank stare. <laughs> where was I? What was I doing? I don't know. So it's important for people to now not be in like, you know, hindsight, you know, hind, hind brain or whatever we call it, where they're just kind of reacting. They're going into planning mode. So they're using that, you know, vision. Um, and that's where you see the transformation. If you don't plan, you're not going to actually follow through with things typically. So that's basically what we do. We just sit around and plan a lot of stuff. This has a lot to do with the families, too. Uh, I was speaking to a soldier who uh, got a consult from you and he brought his spouse to help keep him on track. Yeah, that's what's great about this. We get to offer our services to not only the service member, but their family, right? We know that a healthy family working together is a lot easier 
than people who are just fragmented. You have, you know, some person that's sitting there eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's while somebody's trying to <laughs> lose weight. It becomes more difficult, right? You're tempted. There's a lot of things that go into that. And when you have everybody trying to be healthy, it just makes the uh, whole process easier. Everybody's on board. Everybody's like shopping for the same things. We're putting like meals together that have a vegetable on a plate, <laughs> not just a pile of Doritos. And so it does, um, it does, uh, help and encourage people who are trying to make that change and progress with their health. Love it. So when people come and see me, they kind of go through a very similar type of process as Heather Taylor's intake. And we go through your health history. We talk about injuries. We talk about um, where are you feeling aches, pains, and sorenesses. Are there specific joints that are achy and uncomfortable when you do certain movement patterns? And then we talk about what are you currently doing? Let's get real and let's talk about are you wanting to work out five days a week, but realistically you're only getting there three. Um, and then we talk about your goals, what realistically will fit into your schedule, as well as what I can do to best support you through that schedule. And then I come up with a six-week program that gets delivered to them and hold them accountable through the process, help them through it. Uh, we also can meet at one of the readiness centers to go through the program to make sure that not only are they comfortable with everything, but that they're doing everything correctly and they don't feel scared to do the program because of the newness, that they feel comfortable with the movement patterns and with the form to make sure that they're not going to get injured and that they're going to stay true to it and they're going to actually do the program. Good stuff. So how do soldiers reach out to you? Where are you, where are you guys located and how do they schedule a consult? So we are in what we call the care corner. <laughs> Building C, uh, one minute man way. Um, and you can reach us either through phone or email. Uh, my email is heather.s dot taylor the number three dot ctr at army dot mil and mine is kiana dot dot ctr at army dot mil um i'm just gonna spell that out <laughs> so it's kiana k-i-a-n-a dot d-e-l-v-i-s-c-o-v-o dot ctr at army dot mil and you can also reach us through phone. I'm just 603-227-1519. And you can schedule appointments with me through the phone. You don't have to come into Old the school. office. Yep. So if you want to do, I've done Zooms with people. I do phone conversations. And this happens with family members, too. I've talked to somebody's father down in Florida about their diabetes. So I want to make sure that service members know that it doesn't have to just be in my office. If they're not close to Concord, uh, we can do things differently. Thank you for joining me today and coming on the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Ta-da! Thanks for listening to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast.